It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. Mountain, 835 Central on a Wednesday morning. Glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. Christian, remember yesterday we were doing our first and worst? You remember that? And I made that great. And I made that prediction that the that the uh, Browns were going to win the uh, the AFC North. Well, that took a big hit this morning. Uh, breaking news this morning: Deshaun Watson out for the rest of the year with a shoulder injury. So, hmm, that put a little damper on that one. As if as if losing Nick Chubb wasn't enough. <laughs> They were playing great. Look at they were you know what? Great. You know they were playing great. fine even without him. So maybe they're going to be okay. That defense is elite. Defense, it's like the Steelers. Their it could defenses. be. Could be. Incredible. That is true. We'll have to just see. But uh, anyway, uh, we got the College Football Power Five coming up here in just a little bit. Speaking of college football, welcome into the show a friend we haven't talked to in a long time from GoPowerCat.com. That's Cole Carmody who joins us now. Cole, great to have you back on the show, my friend. I know it's a new world for you. You're now in the teaching world. How's that treating you? You know what? It's doing great. You know, I, uh, I've been here at Junction City High School just outside of Manhattan and doing my best to educate the high school kids about some United States and world history. So every morning I wake up, I got a real job now. That's how that works. Yeah, on, on top of covering Kansas State a little bit. Yeah, so his, history, though, that's a good one. Uh, what's the favorite thing you've covered so far in your first year? Well, we're just starting World War II, and so oh, as yeah. someone who is a World War II nerd, um, American history, World War II, that's that's probably the thing that I think I'm most excited to talk about. I think the kids like it as well, but you know, anytime I have all this purple and chiefs and royals and even got a little KU post in here to you know make sure that the KU faithful are well represented, it looks like more of a uh, a man cave than any than a classroom per se. <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah, I would love uh, World War II is great stuff. I would agree that is phenomenal history. I'd be, I'd be sitting in your class in the in the front row, wanting to hear more from you, Mister Carmi. That'd be great. That'd be great to hear. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, you're one of the only people, so thank you. <laughs> uh, Cole Carmi from GoPowerCat.com, our guest uh, talking K State athletics, starting with the football team, number twenty five in the season. Cole, and this is the first time we've heard from you really in this season. When you look at this seven and three year, what are your thoughts initially? I think it's gone about as expected. Um, I, I know that a lot of K-State fans were hoping for a return to Arlington um, for the Big 12 championship game. That's certainly still on the table. Uh, I think they're right where they were supposed to be. And I think when you look back on this season for K-State, the loss against Missouri on a 61-yard field goal really stings. And it stings because of how good Missouri is now. I mean, that's a team that has a great opportunity to finish 10 and two and go to a new year's six bowl. And so K-State once again, suffers that heartbreaking non-conference loss, much like a year ago against Tulane. Um, obviously K-State finished nine and three in the regular season last year and won the big 12 championship. That's going to be hard to do this year, uh, but they're on pace to once again, finish nine and three. If they can win out against Kansas and Iowa state, two tough games, and then potentially get that 10th win in a bowl game. And I think this program is on the up and up. I'm sure that fans uh, will be frustrated with the Texas loss. You come six yards away from winning that game. You come a uh, 61-yard field goal away from beating Missouri on the road and then eight points away and have a chance to tie the game against Oklahoma State. So all these losses for K-State 
have been extremely close. And really, Ross, when you look at it, all the wins have not been close. They have just blown the doors off of everybody they played. Um, this team has been fun to cover. They've been fun to watch, and they're very talented. I think it was you, or it might have been somebody else that had followed the covers Kansas State, and they said if 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 Kansas State's able to win these last two games, they'd be nine and three, and possibly with a, a bowl game could be ten and three if they don't make the Big Twelve tournament or Big Twelve championship game. And if this is a rebuilding year, I mean, a lot of K State fans would certainly take that. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I look at this team, and I look at what they're building for the future, and. Are they going to have some setbacks next year? Of course. That's always how it is. College football, it's so impossible to predict now with the transfer portal, with NIL, with the recruiting landscape. It's impossible to predict. But when you start going through the roster and you start looking at the retention rate for Kansas State compared to some of these other schools in the Big 12, you got to feel pretty good. Um, you've seen some flashes from Avery Johnson at quarterback. You get DJ Giddens back at the running back position. And you get basically six or seven, depending upon who decides to return starters on the defensive side of the football. And there's a lot to be happy about for Kansas State. Um, I think that this year is going to be a springboard. And I look at the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams. K-State likely would be on the outside looking in if there was a 12-team playoff this year for an at-large bid but they would certainly be in the conversation um, to make it back to the Big 12 championship. You win the Big 12 championship all this year in the playoff. So there's lots to be happy about if you're a K-State fan. And I'm just personally so excited for this 12-team playoff come next year because you never know what's going to happen. And it, it makes the sport so much more fun to follow. And as we're seeing this year in the Big 12, anything can happen. Absolutely. Cole Carmody, our guest from GoPowerCat.com. I wanted to touch base on the quarterback. You mentioned Avery Johnson, and he was the hot topic, especially right in the middle of the season, coming in for Will Howard having some big games um, this year. But then Will Howard has taken over that spot and really shined. I mean, I, I kind of feel like, and maybe it's on the outside looking in, but I feel like Will Howard kind of gets overlooked for what he has done as the quarterback at Kansas State in his tenure. He does. And on Saturday, he broke the all-time passing touchdowns record at Kansas State which is just crazy to think about. He now has, I believe, 45 touchdown passes in his career, uh, a career that spans over four years. And if Will Howard were to come back, he does have a COVID year. If he opts to use that for Kansas State, I doubt that's the case. Um, most projections have, NFL projections, I should say, have Will Howard anywhere from a third to a fifth round pick, which I think would be about right. If he wants to improve his stock, that would be definitely a conversation that he and Chris Kleiman would have. But Will Howard is one of the more underappreciated players in Kansas State history from the fact he won a Big 12 championship. And this is the first time that Will Howard went into a season as a starting quarterback, and it happened in his senior year. I think that just goes to show you, A, the talented quarterbacks that have been at K-State, but B, the persistence of a guy, which we really don't see that much in college football anymore. How often do guys stay around until their senior season to be the starter? It just doesn't happen. And so Will Howard obviously thrust into the mix as a true freshman, didn't play much a sophomore year. The starter gets hurt and Adrian Martinez, his junior year, he wins a Big 12 championship. Now he's the full-time starter for the first time. It's been a great story. He's a great young man to cover. He leads the team with class. He's been fun to watch. Um, again, he is just a very underappreciated player in K-State history. I think the other thing about Will Howard that I, a lot of uh, colleges around the nation probably don't understand is that he's a guy that just developed. You, you just don't see a lot of guys, and especially the quarterback position, develop over time. They just don't have the patience to develop. Yeah, he started out as a runner. 
I can specifically remember back in 2020, Will Howard, it was, you know, 35, 40 pounds lighter and he's running past defenders. He can't throw the ball more than 35 yards down the field. And, you know, K-State season, but I think they understood that, hey, this kid's a freshman, you know, it's the COVID season and, and he, he got a pass for that. Well, even a sophomore year filling in for Will Howard, uh, or excuse me, filling in for Skylar Thompson, it was uh, it, it was not very pretty. But then his junior season, he comes onto the scene and he just looks like a different player. And uh, again, I just give so much credit to that coaching staff and, and Colin Klein as well. I mean, this is a guy who is one of the the youngest and most bright offensive minds in the game today. Um, he has totally grown under his tutelage. And again, I mean, Colin Klein is turning into one heck of not only a recruiter but a quarterback developer. Cole Carmody, again, is our guest from GoPowerCat.com. Defensively, you know, early in the season, Missouri torched them. UCF had their way with them a little bit, kind of gave some big plays. How much have they improved just over the last few weeks, in your opinion, that's really helped this team get better? Yeah, they've been very much improved. Um, You go by the numbers, and they've been one of the better defenses in the country. Um, You look back just to last week when Baylor scored in the first half. That was the first time an opponent had scored a touchdown in Bill Snyder Family Stadium since September 23rd. That was against UCF. So they went two straight home games into the third straight home. Sorry, three straight home games, excuse me, without giving up a touchdown in conference play. That is incredible. Um, This defense has completely flipped the switch, and it started out in the secondary. Um, They were young in the secondary. Two sophomores at the starting cornerback position. Your third corner was a guy who started out as a receiver and transitioned to cornerback just last year. So they're very young in the secondary, but they flipped that switch. And again, all the credit should go to Joe Klanem and the defensive coordinator and Chris Kleiman a defensive-minded coach. They limited the big plays. They figured it out in the secondary. And even with losing Daniel Green, who was a captain and a three-year starter at the Mike linebacker position, they were able to figure some things out. And I give a lot of credit to this coaching staff. I've said for a long time that Kansas State does more with less. Um, Well, we're starting to see them doing more with more. And I think when the talent has begun to increase, more wins have followed. And that's a direct reflection on the coaching staff. Big game this Saturday at Kansas. Uh, this Kansas team's a little dinged up with some injuries, but they're still a very, very good football team. And this ought to be a really good rendition of the Sunflower Show. What's just your thoughts going into this game from kind of both sides? Yeah, I look at this from the Kansas perspective. First off, um, what a great opportunity. Uh, they're likely out of the picture for Arlington, but if they beat Kansas State, they could finish the season at 9-3. and three. Uh, excuse me, at eight and four or whatever record they want to finish with, they will have the head-to-head over Kansas State and finish with a better record than them. Uh, It it is something to watch because uh, they have a very winnable game the following week at Cincinnati. So if they take care of business at home, it's not going to be easy against K-State. Not only do you have the same record, but you have bragging rights over the Wildcats. I'm very interested to see uh, the quarterback position for Kansas. We've heard uh, Jason Bean maybe play, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't play. If not, they're going to sound like they're going to go with Cole Ballard, the son of Colts general manager, Chris Ballard, who spent some time in Kansas city. That's where that connection between Cole and the Ballards in Kansas came from. Um, but it'll be interesting to watch. I think this Kansas offense is predicated on running the football. But one thing we've seen is that Kansas state can stop the run. I think if you're Kansas state, you load the box and you make either Jason Bean or Cole Ballard beat you. Kansas has some threats at the receiver position on the outside, but this game is going to be one on the opposite side of the football. If Kansas's defense can play like they played against Texas tech and stop the run for the most part, 
it's going to be a good game if they can't do that. And if DJ Giddens and Treshawn Ward and throw in Avery Johnson, I got, I think we're going to see Kansas state hasn't really utilized him that much the past few games because they haven't had to. I think Avery Johnson's going to be a part of the game plan on Saturday. A can another Kansas kid. Uh, this is going to be, that's going to be the matchup to watch. Can Kansas stop the run? of Kansas state. And if they can, and they have to make Will Howard throw and the game starts to get a little ugly, there's going to be some turnovers, get that crowd rocking at David Booth Memorial stadium. Kansas is going to have a chance to pull off the upset. I personally don't see that happening. I think Kansas state is going to be able to score the football. And if they do get a lead, it's going to be very hard for the Jayhawks to keep up, but it's going to be a fun game. It's a night game in Lawrence. It's always a blast for the sunflower showdown, the best sunflower showdown in years. Um, It's going to be a great game to watch. No doubt. We'll certainly have our eyes on it. That's Cole Carmody, GoPowerCat.com. Check his stuff out online there at GoPowerCat. Thank you, Cole, so much for the time, and uh, good luck teaching World War II here in the next week or so. Hey, hey, thanks, Ross. I appreciate it. Great stuff there from our good friend Cole Carmody there of GoPowerCat. That is for sure. I I just – I continue – I'll say this, I guess, all season long, Christian, until I get sick, but – I just I think about boy, what would this what would this sunflower showdown be if Jalen Daniels could play? Yeah, I, I would love to know yeah. that. I would love to know that. What would it be like if that was the case? But uh, we'll find out more here in the coming. I don't like it. Like it's not to go on a big long deal about this because I could honestly <laughs> go on about this, but it's almost like something is up with Jalen Daniels. Like, yeah. is he really hurt or is something going on behind the scenes? Like he's not happy with. NIL or something like that. Mm. Like it's it's almost getting to the point like you're telling me you can't get back on the field. You're telling These me you days, can't. You're the you're the Big possible. 12 offensive player of the year. Preseason, predicted player of the year. What in the world? You're not out there. You haven't been out there pretty much all season. What's going on? How are you not making it out to the field for your team? I feel like something's up. They say These back days. they say back tightness and maybe it is that, but mm. man Seems a little weird. These days with NIL, uh, it's certainly possible, especially with the way the quarterback situation is right now. Apparently, Leipold is, is optimistic, I think is the word that he used, that uh, Bean will play, and ideally, I think he will. But when, when they were down to their third string last week, you're, you're just thinking that a little bit extra. Back, backs and hamstrings are two things that can stick with you, and if you don't fully heal from them, can can hang around so to speak in terms of injuries but yeah you, you certainly get a feeling and this is pure conjecture this is all guessing that something's up right i mean i, I don't know it's I, I don't know and like i said i don't want to go dive in this too deep we got to get to the cultural power five we'll take our final break come back and get into that next you're listening to the morning blitz